Aloha! You are listening to Inside the Desert Oasis Room, episode number 222. This podcast is brought to you by Don the Beachcomber. Enjoy classic dining and cocktails in a tropical, exotic setting. Brought to you by 23 Restaurants Group. Coming soon to Madera Beach, Florida. The legend returns. This podcast is sponsored by Frogtown Brewery, an independent craft brewery and tap room located in Northeast Los Angeles along the L.A. River. Stop in and enjoy one of their excellent beers from their ever-changing, diverse menu. Tell them that Inside the Desert Oasis Room sent you and get your first pint on us. Limitations apply. For more information, go to frogtownbrewery.com and follow them on social media at Frogtown Brewery. On this episode, we chat with Chad Yoho. Chad is the Southern California face of Kuleana Rumworks, makers of world-class spirits from estate-grown heirloom sugarcane on the Big Island of Hawaii. Learn about Chad's path to Kuleana, from working hospitality in Northern California to working summers in Maui and finding his way right back to the mainland. As always, I hope you enjoy this episode as much as we did bringing it to you. If you'd like to follow our adventures, check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash polynesianpop, where we chronicle events, bars, travel spots, cocktail tutorials, and more. And if you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash polynesianpop, where membership grants you early access to podcasts and videos, front-of-the-line privileges to new merch releases, as well as exclusive content, meetups, and screen credits. All righty, let's get into this. Pour yourself a cocktail and join us inside the Desert Oasis Room. And give it up for my friend, Chad Yoho. Having said that, if you were to throw a martini in this glass, it wouldn't taste right. You're, you're, I think it's the ice, like the dilution helps, you know what I oh, mean? Oh, gotcha. Yeah, the dilution is a huge factor in that. Yeah. And what I'm going to do just to save ice is just take this guy off. Oh, okay. Let's see if I can do that. Let's just dump oh, it. Oh, no, no, no. Well, it's still going to strain it. Yeah. Well, okay. that's all right. Well, it's up to you. Yeah, I'll just dump the ice in after. See if that works. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to dirty dump it. Yeah. Let's see. That's a lot of booze. I think there was That's some left over. That's a lot, dude. <laughs> I know. That's cool. We'll start talking about random stuff. It's stuck. Good thing this isn't being filmed, right? <laughs> yeah. There you go. It's being filmed. There it's we go. Filmed, right. All right. Dirty dump. So Here for our go. listeners out there, I don't know if this video will ever see the light of day, but... In the description, I will give you the video. There's my dirty dump. That we just recorded. Actually, it worked perfectly because there's nothing left. So. There you go. Perfect. Like, hey, look whatever. at perfect pour. I will give you the, the link to the video that we recorded for Kuleana Rum. So our friend Chad Yoho was graceful, gracious enough to drive out to Corona. Hell yeah. 
halfway between LA and Palm Springs specifically to make us cocktails and talk about their fantastic rum, which I will put a link in the description for as well. So thank you again for driving out here, Chad. Dude, you're no problem at all. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited to have you here. And let's see a one million dollar yeah, yeah, chair. Yeah. yeah, dude. I mean, I'll go like to a bar and with friends mm-hmm. and then they may not eat their their Luxardo. Why wouldn't they? And I'll be like, dude, you, can't you know, that's that. like 20 bucks right there. Yeah, dude. You can't leave that in the glass. I think two jars of this at Costco <laughs> are like $18, $19. Yeah, so like, they, actually it's $22. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, close. Because that, that's where I bought that jar. I saw so, them on sale and I was like. That's such a deal. Dude, when I saw that, I wanted to buy the whole freaking palette because it's such a good deal. Okay, I want to take a photo of this. Let me take a photo of this before you Indulge. before you drink yeah. it. Dun, dun, dun. Love it. Maybe Love we should it. put one of these crab guys in there, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Boom. Perfect. Oh, my God. Does it look good? It looks great. Desert Oasis room. In the house, oh, we're in the house of Desert. Just some more Panama 15 if you want some. By all means, pour your I nose. love it. I yeah. love it. Oh, you know what? I think I'm going to while yeah, I have a chance of course. to. So I'm trying to get more bottles. I know that we have like eight allocated for the sales team to share with special people like you. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah, and I was like, dude, who's better? Well, to- you know, look, that's very nice of you, and I appreciate the consideration, but I understand you have accounts that probably buy your rum that you should be taking care of. Of course, and I would share that with them too. Um, but you were the first guy I shared it with, so. Oh, the, what an honor. Okay, I love it. So, Juliana, Panama 15. And if you guys want to learn more about this, check out the link in the description. I will put the video that we made for that. So, cheers, teach. Get a good pick. Appreciate cheers, it. Brother. Cheers. Bum, bum, bum. Love it. All right. So, we've got our friend Chad in the house. How's it going, everybody? And I want to learn more about you, Chad, because sure. you and I really just kind of started talking pretty recently. Yeah, I think in the last year, maybe two, uh, we've ran into each other plenty of times. And then uh, I'd be like, hey, you're Adrian with the Polynesian Pop. And I followed you on Instagram instantly. And uh, I just, because you just seem to like have this huge network of people involved with rum in some facet. Or involved with tiki. Or... I've just been doing the tiki thing a long time. Yeah, and I love the tiki thing. Yeah, and like, yeah. I, I think you're way more hardcore tiki than I am. I'm more like, okay, middle like, you know. I get you. I evolve within the crowds, and and you are more hardcore rum than I am. I, I mean, I'm working for a rum company. I guess and I'm I, middle too. Yeah, yeah. You know, the thing is that um, I've I enjoy my rum, but I have this kind of philosophy of like, you know, I don't know how to make creme brulee. Sure. I don't think I need to know how to make creme brulee to enjoy creme brulee. Definitely. And there's a lot of people that are like in the rum world that kind of scoff at you for not knowing like what rum is in your cocktail. And to me, it's just kind of like, well, you know, like I don't know how to make, you know, beef Wellington either. And I'll enjoy <laughs> yeah. beef Wellington. Like, I, I, you know, I'm just not somebody that thinks I need to know everything about everything sure. that goes in my food or my drinks. And I would challenge those people that scoff at me to tell me what's in that chili dog that they just ate yeah. you know because like msg the truth <laughs> is we just don't know the details of everything that we consume so but i also understand the people that really nerd out on 
you know, that they get really into rum or they get really into whiskey mm-hmm. or they get really into fill in the blank. Right? Yeah. So I get that. Um, I think that's a great uh, point of view. I, I love that you don't scoff at people that don't know everything. And one thing that I love about this industry is like being in it for over 10 to 15 years. I, it, there's a, it's a weird range because. Like, so, uh, so having said that, so yeah. I was going to ask you that next. So. You know, like being a brand rep mm-hmm. is something that bartenders kind of like, is they aspire to or that's where they kind of go after they've done bartending? It's pretty uh, subjective, you know, because like... Were, were you bartending before? I have bartended before. Um, so I used to work at uh, the Hyatt in uh, Monterey, California. So out of college... Oh, so up north. Yeah, I can give, it, give you my timeline. So I'll give it to you like in a very short elevator pitch. But uh, okay. So um, graduated college. During college, I had the opportunity... Uh, to go to Hawaii every summer. So that's kind of what we got my love for Hawaii. So my uncle, Uncle Mike Djokovic, he's an amazing guy. Anybody of you people in uh, Hawaii or Maui probably know Mike Djokovic. He used to run the Ondas in Wailea on the south side and then the Hyatt Regency Maui in Lahaina, Kanapali area. And um, he was the GM there at the time in 2007, 2008. So in 2008, my first summer, I got to leave my uh, college uh, for the summer and go uh, work in Hawaii for like four months. So I was. So a, you lived in Hawaii? I did. So I lived in Maui from 2008, 2009, 2010-ish a little bit, and then 2011. And every year since I've been to Hawaii, whether it was Big Island, Oahu, or Maui, those are kind of the three islands that I've visited the most. And okay. uh, I've been to Molokai, Lanai. I have never been to uh, Kauai, though, long story short. Oh, really? Yeah, but I've never been to Kauai. I need to go to Kauai. That's interesting. It is. Okay. Yeah, um, but I did, I was a recreations attendant, a.k.a. a cabana boy. Yeah. So every summer I'd go out there, I'd wear a white polo and, like, uh, board shorts and put lotion on people's backs. I'd tell <laughs> the kids to go down the slide. I'd run camp. I'd do snorkel classes. I would do it all. Someone, uh, someone said yeah. to me one time, they asked me, like, what would your dream job be? And I said, you know, my dream job would be the guy with the airbrush gun. Yeah. That sprays suntan lotion on the girls yeah. on the beach. And they do artwork with that stuff, too, which is also <laughs> like, hey, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you could totally finesse that. Yeah. That's 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 interesting. So Best you... summers of my life, for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, I was, you know, I had no bills at the time. You know, yeah. student loans didn't kick in yet. And right, uh, right. it was just great. And right. No... And you have no other obligations, right? You're really just getting up and going to work. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's 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 interesting. So you were bartending mm-hmm. out there. Um, so I did like random banquet events and stuff, and like okay, uh, like a, a like a banquet bartender. So you'd work for like caterers, yeah, like well, catering no. companies. So I would mainly work for the hotel. So, okay, yeah. yeah. So like out of college, I majored in business with a specialization in hospitality. During college, during like the semester, I would work at Best Buy. So like you, you're oh. all, yeah, you're obviously a techie guy with all this stuff. Um, and I was, I used to be in the tech industry. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, well, yeah. I love technology though. You know, it's great. It's fascinating. I get it, but it's always changing. And the thing about technology is once yeah. I would start feeling comfortable with whatever it was that I was working in, sure, it changed. It yeah. was already obsolete. So I, I always felt like I never knew what I was doing. I always felt like I was faking it. Yeah. And I don't like that feeling. It's an uncomfortable feeling. Sure. Yeah. So. But my mom always said, fake it till you make it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I still feel like I'm faking it. I've been doing this for, since 2016, so this is my seventh year. Nice. And actually, it's my eighth year. I've been doing it for seven years. I just celebrated my seven-year anniversary, so I've started Congrats. my eighth year. Thank you. Yeah. I still feel like I'm faking it. I yeah. still feel like, you know, like, I don't know how I've made it this far. Yeah. 
You're doing great. Hey, uh, I think you have a great followers. Um, you're, Thank you. You're really well known that. in the industry. Um, I think like my whole philosophy too is like, I don't know everything there is to know about Rome. And right. I can tell you for a fact that like, you know, these great influencers like yourself, like the Rome champion, Brian, or, you know, the Rome revival, these guys are like obviously learning. And Both everyone guys started nice somewhere. They're really great guys. They're amazing. Yeah. Amazing yeah. guys. Shout out to you guys. Yeah. Shout Here. out to the Rome revival. Shout out to, to the Rome champion. The Rome champion. Yeah. Those are guys who are... will be inside the Desert Oasis mm -hmm. room exactly one week from now. Brian. So, yeah. So, shout out to them. Hell yeah. Um. But yeah, so like talking about you, I mm -hmm. mean, like you went for, how did you end up at Kuleana? So um, long story short, I did the, the summers in Maui and then I graduated in 2012 and then I worked at Best Buy for a little longer and then I was like, all right, I got to do something else because I was only making $12 an hour at Best Buy. Right. And for me back then, that was like- Was I, this in Hawaii? No, that was in uh, East Coast in West Virginia, an hour away from Pittsburgh in the tri-state area of Ohio, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. Dude, how did you end up there? I grew up there. Spent oh. 23 years of my life over there. And then every summer, I had the opportunity to go to Hawaii. And that's where my love for Hawaii came in. And everybody thinks, you know, I'm dark complected. If I'm out there, I, I'm tanned. They're like, are you Hawaiian? You if know? I didn't know better, I'd think you... People you, ask me all the time. I would think you yeah. were raised in Hawaii. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. But I'm uh, from the East Coast. Um, I'm like, I have Greek and Serbian heritage. I have a, a little white, German, Irish... Finnish, Scandinavian, you name it. I'm a big mutt. Okay. So I'm a lover of all creeds and races, blah, blah, blah. But um, I've all been, uh, just traveled a lot. And uh, This Mai Tai is so good, dude. Isn't it great? Yeah. yeah. Sorry to interrupt you, but all right, go ahead. No problem. Um, so uh, after that, where was I at? Um, left West Virginia, became an assistant food and beverage manager for Hyatt Regency Monterey up in NorCal. So I got recruited for this hospitality program, blah, blah, blah. I liked it, but... At the same time, it's like you're working 16 hour days, six days a week, you're grinding. Yeah. I had to wear a full suit. I'm like sweating my ass off, yeah, you know, yeah, doing this yeah. stuff. You're like trying to make sure everybody's happy. They're spending a lot of money to stay there every night. So you just want everything to go smoothly. I learned a lot. Yeah, um, I became yeah. a buyer for like liquor and uh, stuff like that. So ultimately I was like on the other side of the business ordering, like the ordering manager, as well as like intermittently bartending when people called out and stuff. So I did everything, dude. I was like a man of many hats and um, I was like, this one Stella girl came in. She, I was just like tired. It was like a six day in a row working. I'm exhausted. And she's so happy and bubbly. And she's like, I'm like, hey, do you mind me asking? Like, how do you like your job? Like, what are you doing? She's like, I love like beer distribution. I love like alcohol distribution. Because you have more of a set schedule Monday through Friday. Okay. You work random weekends for events and stuff, but better quality of life, a little more money, a little more incentive. I was strictly salary at Hyatt, and uh, it was a great opportunity. I love Hyatt Hotels, and it's a great thing. But I just evolved into the sales role. So I told my brother and my family, like my confidants, and I was just like, dude, I'm tired of this. I want to get out. And uh, I worked to work for Southern Glaciers Wine and Spirits, which was Southern Wine and Spirits at the Southern, time. Yeah. So I started in the chains. The chains is like uh, the grocery store. So I built wine displays, and I was making the same amount of money doing like more gritty work. But ultimately, it's a stepping stone to where you want to be. So you go in there like two or three in the morning and build these wine displays and talk to these beverage managers that, you know, are like super, you know, here and there. Some are great people. Some are just mean, you know, it's yeah, not, yeah, not yeah, nice yeah. to be around. And yeah. then uh, ultimately, uh, you, uh, you know, I got promoted and then I went to the on-premise, which was my first on-premise, which on-premise. So changes like uh, liquor stores, grocery stores where you sell alcohol in that facet. 
And then when you go to the on-premise, it's restaurants, bars, to hotels, clubs, all that gotcha. stuff. Gotcha. That's what on-premise means. Yeah. And、okay. then off-premise is strictly like liquor stores,、right. independent warehouses, stuff、right. like that. Chains is like Ralphs, Vons, Pavilions, you know, bigger merchants. Yeah. And yeah.、Um, ultimately, went to、uh, Southern, got promoted, went to the Bacardi and、uh, Patron division in on-premise when they started, and.、Uh, I had an opportunity after that to get promoted again to Full Book, which is everything Southern sells. Went to Santa Monica, was an on-premise rep, loved it. I got Rookie of the Year in 2017. That was really awesome. Nice. With the help of my old boss Jamie Keo. Shout out to Jamie. He's an amazing right, guy. Shout out to Jamie. He used to be my DM. He, he got promoted to VP of on-premise. He's killing it. He's、okay. crushing it. He's a, he was a big mentor.、Um, and then、um, ultimately, I、uh, just came through and. Just like figured it out, like, hey, I don't know if I want to do this for the rest of my life because we're peddling a lot of booze and like we're, hey, this is on quota, this is on quota, this is on quota, and then ultimately, I was like, ah,、oh, you know, like, do I want to do this for the rest of my life? And、uh, just took a chance on this startup company, okay, and it didn't work out, you know, like it didn't like, just six months. It was a water company from New Zealand. Big mistake in hindsight, but you know they're doing well. Right,、uh, but right. I lived it and learned and. You know, hindsight is twenty twenty, but you you know,、right. theoretically should have stayed with Southern. But、right. ultimately, that's kind of what led me to Kuleana because like these these great summers I had in college in Hawaii.、Um, I worked for Stone in、um, what should we call it? Stone Distribution, which does beer. Yeah, during Stone, COVID, Stone Brewing. Yeah, so I've kind of hopped around a little okay. bit. Okay, okay. In my you know beverage career,、um, I'm going to take a quick picture. Yeah, of you. please、All、do.、Right. Yeah, cheers. All right, give me shaka. All right, shaka. Love it. Yeah. All right, I'm sorry to interrupt you. No worries. I just saw like when you were talking, I just saw this opportunity to take this photo. You could do it. All right. So that's interesting because you know a lot of people really they spend years as bartenders or they spend years working in hospitality. Definitely. And then they find their way as a brand rep. Sure, they do. That's pretty typical. So you you took like a different path. I did.、Um, I kind of started as like、uh, an assistant food and beverage manager. Went to like a、uh, distributor role for a long time, and then kind of went to a brand ramp. And, okay. Yeah. So that's kind of my my、okay. flow. I bartended intermittently、um, yeah. here and there. Right. You know. Probably like private jobs, right? Private jobs.、Um, I did banquet bartending. I did.、Um, Some stand-up bartending. I still moonlight once in a while at this wine bar to like talk to these. Oh, really? Yeah,、okay. randomly. Just it's fun, you know. Just in Malibu, it's a cool place. Okay. Yeah. So I want to talk about Hawaii because、I'm、sure, this brand obviously based on the Big Island. How often do you get there? So usually twice a year,、okay. um, which is awesome. I had the huge privilege to go、um, recently with the Southern Glaciers team, which is our. We have, we're in the craft division at Southern. And I got to take like six of our top-selling reps. And, oh, nice! And we just had a ball. Yeah, like it was just、yeah. like we went to the farm. We saw Steve. We saw like everybody. We had these huge dinners. Matt, our VP, was there.、Um, the whole team. And then we had an all hands meeting, which is the whole company meets every year, and、uh, ultimately just hashes out our opportunities and you know stuff that we can improve on and like growing and then、gotcha. team building and stuff like that. So I think it's interesting that. Your founder、Steve. had just yeah Steve started just started this rum kind of after tasting a Martinique rum yeah right and you know a lot of tiki people and a lot of cocktail people I think their dream is to start their own spirit definitely、right? and 
doing so is such a Herculean effort. Yeah. I would assume. I mean, considering that he would need to purchase property or lease property to grow the sugarcane. Yep. And then property for the 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 the, the distilling plant for yeah. all of that. I mean, how did that come about? Yeah, that's pretty a uh, unique story. Uh, Steve, like in him in his own right, is an entrepreneur. He's done everything. He's valeted cars. He's bartended. He's uh, been a contractor. Yeah. Um, he, he used to be an editor for a tech magazine. Yeah. So funny that we're all yeah. kind of involved in tech in some facet of our lives. Yeah. And, it uh, touches it somehow. Right? Yeah, it yeah. does. And uh, especially in the, this newer age that we're in. But um, he just like foresee, you know, like his wife, Jackie, too, I think was a big pinnacle in like creating this company. Is yeah. It's like his rock, you know, and Dude, having that support your, your, system is Your partner huge. has to be on board. And she is. And yeah. Jackie is a, is a wonderful person yeah. and it's like super supportive of everything. And um, it's just uh, super crazy. But I think the, the short answer to um, Steve's acquisition of the Kuliana farm would, be, I would say like is investors, you know what I mean? Like some angel investors, stuff like that. And just knowing the right people, networking in a huge yeah. way, and then yeah. building the companies place by place. Like, you know, it's funny, both of us have Tacomas. Yeah. So there's a picture, which I would love to show, and then maybe we can insert it in this video clip yeah, yeah. Will, by the time you edit it, yeah. um, of Steve's Tacoma with all the sugar cane before it actually came to it. the farm. And it was in the bed of a Tacoma, and it's like flourished from like, because I'm a huge Toyota fan. So here's the thing, <laughs> like, if you drive a Tacoma, yeah. right, we're part of like this little cult. Yeah. Because, dude, I wanted that car when the, when the pre-runner first came out. Yep. I remember when we were looking at homes, I was still married to my first wife, and we were looking at model homes and stuff. And I wanted one of those so bad. And then I went to this um, this new home developer. We were looking at the models, and there was one parked in the parking lot, a brand new, it was white. It was probably an 01 or an 02 Toyota Pre-Runner. Nice. And I just thought, like, I want that fucking car. Yeah. And then when I had my chance, that was what I got. That's right? amazing. So I got my pre-runner, and I fucking love. It. I mean, like, you. I mean, there. It's it's its own community. Definitely. Like tiki people, cocktail people, or whatever you want to call it, sure. Star Wars people. Yeah. Like you have your all your subcultures. There's a taco community out there. Oh, there right? is. It's mad. I'm for, I'm part of like all the Facebook groups. Oh, me too. Yeah, yeah, all the yeah I follow all of them. Yeah, right? I know, like, I, follow- I, I watch YouTube videos about this random stuff. Like this guy's changing out his muffler. I'm like. You never know. Oh, dude, yeah, I know. dude, I freaking love. And then yeah. you, and then you freaking pull up, and you're like, "Can I park, park my taco next to your park, your, your yeah, taco?" And yeah, I was like, "Are you serious?" Yeah, like, exactly. But we talked about this before. I remember that like, you're telling me, "Oh yeah, I drive a Tacoma." I'm like, "Yeah, bro, so do I." Yeah, right. There's this brotherhood. Exactly. And um, yeah, man. So that Steve's got one. He, uh, Steve has uh, a one that his son's driving. Jack, Jack, shout out to Jack. He's at UC Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara. Okay. Majoring in film. Great kid. He's like six seven, dude. This kid's a fucking giant. Six seven. Does Excuse he play basketball? French. Yeah, no, he doesn't. <laughs> right. He does great film. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, so um, he he had a nice manual, uh, like two door SR five, yeah. and he he's like, here, son, here's your first college truck. And dude, I love it. It's. I think. Uh, I don't know. Steve has. Um, Steve's a big Porsche guy. And I say Porsche, not I Porsche. Por- I have a Porsche too. Do you? Yeah, I have yeah. a three fifty. I have a three five six. Or I have a bathtub speedster. No way. Yeah, it's in the garage. In the garage. Yeah, I'll that's show it to amazing. You, I'll show it to you later. That's great. But yeah, I mean, like, um, 
He's got a Tesla too, like a Model 3, which is I great. don't have a Tesla. I love a Tesla. Great, great car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's got a Cayenne that's lifted with off-road tires. Oh. And then a 911, the last one of the air-cooled ones that is like 96. A Cayenne that's lifted? Yeah, dude. I'll show you a picture. It's amazing. Wow, that's interesting. And he brings it on the farm, the Kuleana farm, and it rides like effortlessly. A 500 horsepower V8. It's so here's the thing. If you're in Hawaii, that's kind of the car to have is that Tacoma. Oh, absolutely. A lot of the guys that work on the farm specifically have the huge jacked up tires. Like, that. See, I want to do that. I want to lift my truck. Yeah. And I want to do the big fat ass tires. I don't want to do like a monster truck, but I do want to do like the big fat tires that stick out. Yeah. Um, the offset will be a little more. The offset will be more. Yeah. And the big like, like real knobby treads on it. Yeah. You know. You're gonna feel it. Yeah. Super uncomfortable. <laughs> and hear it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah real Your wife's noisy. there. Like, where are we going? Right. Right. Yeah. Don't worry, babe. We're fine. But yeah. the thing is, like, I follow a lot of these guys on Instagram. There's a bunch of Hawaii Tacoma clubs. Mm-hmm. Where they do that, right? Where they do the lift to truck and yep. they do the fat tires and they do the whole, like, they live on an island, right? So, yeah. like, I get it. And I just freaking love it, man. I want to do that on mine. Mm-hmm. But I'm also, like... Being I've, here in SoCal, it's tough. I've had my truck for almost 20 years. It's a great and truck. I, and I'm really, like, thank you. I'm really, like, kind of... It's all stock because I'm... I'm. It's it's the resale value that I'm kind of, like... Debating. Yeah. I don't want to start fucking with it and then like... Hey, one day you need to sell it just to get some cash or something. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's my thought. But the, yeah. the thing is that I'll probably never sell that truck. Yeah. I, I fucking love my truck. Yeah, I too. love my truck. It makes you feel good. I love my truck. Yeah. Dude. I can't emphasize that enough. Like, I'll probably have that until the day it dies. And then when it dies, I'll throw a new motor in it. Yeah. I mean, like, I love my truck. Get a bigger motor. Exactly. Yeah, and like make it powerful, you know? Because yeah, yeah. like Tacomas aren't really known for being powerful, but more reliable than anything. More reliable. But yeah. their articulation of those things and like all the stuff that like involves yeah. the Tacoma, like we know. Like, you know, Toyota's like, you are you have a Jeep and like the freaking like windows aren't working. Like Toyota's, you can have a, a 1984 like pickup. Well, and, Jeeps are notorious for not being reliable. Yeah, especially electronically. Yeah. And, and Tacomas are notorious for being reliable. Exactly. The exact opposite. So. Yeah. And like we... we I don't know. We have a group cult following, whatever you want to call it, and you pride yourself just in yeah, because you 100%. know you're like you're you're investing your money in something that's going to be worth something. One hundred percent. Resale value is insane too. So two things. I remember when you told me that you you drove a Tacoma. I remember getting excited and being like, <laughs> I drive a Tacoma too. Yeah, I have one too. Hey, bro, I got you like one. Tiki. I like right, Tiki. Right, right. <laughs> and then um, our friend Chichi Ronis, mm-hmm. uh, she's from Hawaii. She lives in Hawaii. She lives in Oahu. We were at Tiki Caliente. Yeah. And we came from desert. like, yeah. So we were like, I had a room party at one hotel with one of my sponsors or two of my sponsors, I should say. And then we went back to the host hotel, which was the Caliente Tropics. We had a drive over there. So I said, I'll give you a ride so you don't have to walk. It was like 105 degrees outside. Yeah, Palm Springs. nuts. Yeah. So she gets in my car and she's like, and she's from Hawaii, right? Yeah. She's like, you have a taco? Yeah. And I'm like. Fuck yeah, I have a taco. Yeah. Like, like, you know, like, oh, yeah, like, what's up? Yeah, that's awesome. And so I drove her over back there, and then it was just kind of like this thing, because if you're from Hawaii, you know. Yeah. You know, you know, that's kind of like the car. So. They're, they're worth like 10 grand more there than they are in the main Are brand. they really? So, like, you buy, like, a TRD off-road, whatever, like what I have, and then you sell it here, it's like maybe well, like 30. So you have, I have a TRD off-road, too. Yeah. So is yours a pre-runner? Uh, no, TRD off-road, four-wheel drive. So mine's a pre-runner. Yeah. So I had the TRD... 
stickers on it. Yeah. When I had it repainted, because it's been repainted twice already. When I had it repainted, they pulled the stickers off. Uh, you can get them back though if you want. Yeah, but they were like seventy-five each, and I said, "Yeah, eh, yeah just you leave really them need off. it." Yeah, whatever. Yeah, so yeah. just leave them off. Like one hundred fifty bucks to add the stickers. You'd back much rather spend it on something else. Yeah. Well, I also thought it was kind of cool to not have the stickers on it. It looks good. You know, I mean, like to remove the badges and stuff was kind of. There's this uh, Facebook group and stuff, and like, there's this guy that comments on the guys with no badges because they're like, "Well, they don't have four wheel drive, but those peasants or whatever." You know what I mean? Like, it's a joke because, like, when you do have four wheel drive, you're proud of it, right? And you put that sticker on there, and you're just like, you know, it is what it is. But well, my car's not four wheel drive. Correct. I know pre runners yeah. aren't. Yeah. Pre runners aren't. Yeah. So, but uh, you know why they made pre runners? So they could pre-run the Baja track. Right, yeah. exactly. Which is still, like, in itself, a phenomenal feat. You know? Right, so right. So don't discount just because you don't have a four-wheel drive. No one uses it. You I know, don't need it. That's you know how many times I've used mine? Let's be honest. How many? Like four. Four times. <laughs> I mean, like, And I've the thing is that you pay yeah. more insurance for that. Do you really? I think you do because yeah. it's a four-wheel drive. The, the dealer told me specifically, she's like, you sure you don't want a pre-runner? You sure you don't want one without four-wheel drive? It's like, listen, if I'm going to get a truck... I want to go to Mammoth. I want to go to like Pismo Beach, go four wheel drive, like do all this stuff. And I've done it like honestly because I work all the time and like I'm always in SoCal. I don't do it often enough. And I took my truck out to the river once yeah. and my sand, my, my tires got stuck on the sand. Mm -hmm. And I have locking differential. Mm -hmm. So I didn't need four You still get a locking diff without with a pre runner. Yeah, I have a locking diff, so I didn't I didn't need four-wheel drive to get out of the sand. That's awesome. So, I mean, like, honestly, it got it's, me still, out, it's still you know? like you kind of have it, you know, with it's the locking. It's kind of. Yeah. I mean, because you, you not only have, wheels the, are turning, but you only have it on the rear that, tires yeah, exactly. if, you, if you do the locking diff. And you can't drive that fast with the locking diff. No. It's just to get you out of a situation. Yeah. You know? My, my Tacoma, the 2018 TRD off-road four-wheel drive, has a crawl control knob. So it literally has this computer in there that actually, like, gets you out of a situation where it can actually turn one tire and turn the other and I don't need it but I have it but you have it yeah whatever because there's gonna and be I'm a still time when my you truck might need it for five years so I'm trying to pay that shit off by like next year yeah, maybe. we get there oh next year there you go I'm trying dude so the biggest it, it, thing is will creep on me it's some like six percent bullshit mine's been paid off for a long time now yeah. because I bought mine like almost 20 years ago <clears throat> my biggest fear is that someone's gonna steal it no, I know. I saw your lock on the steering wheel, which is great. Dude, I put like an old school club lock on it. Just to kind of prevent any kind of theft. Yeah, and I threw, uh, 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 what do you throw those in your luggage? The Apple uh, uh, AirTag. Uh, yep. I threw one behind the dashboard. Yeah, that's So great. I could like track wherever it is. I know where my Tacoma is. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's really yeah. smart though. Well, so like my, especially kid, my kids drive it. So like when my, my son learned to drive, that was what he drove for a couple of years. Now my daughter's driving it because, like, you know, I don't have the money to just buy them a car. So no. Like, so that's my second car. So she's driving it right now. And the good thing about that is I can just kind of see, like, you know, she's got a boyfriend. So she'll tell me, like, oh, I'm at so-and-so's house. And yeah. I'll be like, all right, let me check to make sure you're really at, you know, so-and-so's house. Definitely. And she's really at her friend's house. She's not at her boyfriend's house. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> I mean, like, the thing is that I tell her, like, you guys, you need to understand how much I love this truck. Like, I love... Do not mess it up. Yeah. I love my truck. You put that club on wherever you go because it doesn't have that... Um, Anti-theft. Exactly. Yeah. Right? So, like, the, the key doesn't have a transponder in it. Like, you can hotwire that car and drive it off. Yeah. So, like, put the club on it. Make it harder for them. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. I freaking I love feel that, my man. Truck. I, love I mean, even truck. with, like, a... I have a push to start. I'm, like... 
you know, I have like a little higher tech Tacoma because it's newer, but people still steal those apparently. Like they can, there's ways to like fabricate a key fob to make it think it's your car. Yeah. And you don't even have to hotwire it, which is nuts. So it's just like, ugh. yeah, it, it's tricky. Like this whole world, you know, but I don't want to go down a rabbit hole here, but yeah, got to be careful of those tacos. Yeah. Yeah. So what made you, um, if you don't want me asking, can I ask you a question? Yeah. So what made you get into tiki and rum and like being so like, you know. Okay. So that's a great question. Yeah. So I'll try to keep it brief because it's a little complex. I but, bet. Uh, in the 80s, I'm older than I look. I know a lot of people think that I'm younger than I am. but You have I'm great in, skin. <laughs> yeah. I'm in my 50s now. So this was. No wrinkles at all. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in my late teens. <laughs> my grandparents on my mother's side were celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary and because it was their 50th wedding anniversary they wanted to renew their vows with a church wedding and and a wedding reception basically get married all over again that's awesome and the wedding reception was at don the beach coma no way in marina del rey what? before it around. closed before it closed still yeah. around it's either 86 or 87 because i i remember the year because of the girl i was dating at the time and um I just remember being blown away by the decor and I wasn't old enough to drink yet. I was either 18 or 19 years old. And uh, so 87, yeah, I was 19 years old. So, um, you know, it was the decade of destruction that they called the 80s the decade of destruction because it's when all the old tiki temples were being torn down because tiki fell out of fashion and mm -hmm. people weren't going to them anymore. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, knowing that, knowing now what I knew, you know, like what was happening then, like we were the only ones in the restaurant. Wow. Yeah, because I remember like whenever I'd have to go to the restroom, I had to walk through the bar area. Oh, wow. And there was a bar with a room and everything was blacked out in the room. And the only lights that were on were at the bar because that, that bartender was serving our party. Wow. And I had to walk through that room to go to the restroom because the restroom was by the front door. And um, I just remember really being blown away by it and, and just thinking like, holy moly, I want my house to look like this. That's awesome. This is so cool, right? And from that point forward, I would buy tiki or tropical or Polynesian decor because like, I just wanted that look. Sure. And I didn't know I was collecting stuff until later when I had like a bunch of stuff and I realized, oh, I guess I'm a collector. Yeah. But at that time, I wasn't really like, quote unquote, collecting. I was just buying stuff that I like, knowing that like maybe someday like I'm going to decorate my my apartment like this. Right? Mm -hmm. um, cocktails came as a result of Tiki. So like mid late like early to mid 90s maybe like through the 90s i started like really like that's when i recognized i was a collector and i was buying stuff specifically to collect tiki mugs carvings or any kind of tiki stuff i'd find at thrift stores and i'd go to thrift stores for clothes because i was wow. like a poor college kid sure and i'd go there to buy clothes some cool stuff though. and i would find tiki stuff and i'd buy the stuff that i like and it's probably <laughs> worth like a gang of what you yeah like all it. this stuff down here is all vintage all that's this, amazing this, yeah and and i wasn't buying it because it was worse stuff or it was just like what i thought was cool i just like tiki stuff mm -hmm. and then by the 2000s like you know there was just like this perfect storm of stuff that was happening right so like 
Um, the internet became this thing that we started using on our daily lives. eBay was new. Tiki Central was new. Yeah. And people just started like posting Tiki stuff on eBay or stuff on Tiki Central. Sure. And, and then it kind of took me into overdrive. And from there, cocktails really kind of became a thing because I was hanging out at Tiki Tea at the time. And Jeff Barry, um, he was one of the regulars there. And there were a lot of nights where it was just me and him sitting at the bar. No way. And he wrote that book. He wrote The Grog Log. Yeah. And he was uncovering all of these old recipes. And it started becoming a thing. And then from like maybe 2010 forward, when people would open bars or make cocktails at their their house parties sure. or room parties at like Tiki Oasis. They were using the grog log and they were making these quote unquote craft cocktails. That's awesome. And um, that's kind of like where we are. We ended up today because like, you know, this is this thing that I just really connected to. Yeah, you know? that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like you, you said, talked about like you're curating like or like you taking one piece and then started being a yeah you didn't know it but you're a collector and then all i didn't know it and yeah. like now like you you had asked me before we'd started recording like how long you've been collecting stuff and i said like 30-ish years or you know yeah that's because i, I didn't know i was collecting stuff yeah back then i was just buying what i liked because yeah. i was going to thrift stores but then when i look back to when i started doing it it was about 30 years ago wow because I was in my 20s back then. Do you have a, a lot of these pieces in this room, part of that 30-year curation? Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Like my very first tiki mug is right there. It's the second one on the bottom shelf. No way. That's my very first tiki mug. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like mean, it's. I I love that. Like you did, like that, like the uh, like thrift store thing. I just recently was at like a garage sale. Yeah. And this guy sold a zombie Trader Sam's mug for four dollars on eBay. It's worth fifty. Right. So I made I made out there, you know. Yeah. But like, yeah. It's just it's pretty cool to like. There, there. I don't know where there was a saying or whatever, but like, there's always someone that's gonna find value for what you have. Yeah, they're, the saying is, I think, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Exactly. Right? Yeah, you definitely yeah. Said, you said it right. So let me ask you this. Yeah. Before you were into this rum thing as mm -hmm. a Kuleana rep, did you know anything about Tiki? Um, Honestly, like for me, uh, Tiki was really introduced with me through was through Kuleana. Through Kuleana. We were invited to be part of Tiki Oasis. And my first... Oh, gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah My yeah, first yeah, year yeah. at Tiki Oasis, I'm a, a three-year veteran of Tiki Oasis. So I'm pretty much a rookie as far as most... Sure. Most I've of, been to all of them. Yeah, since the And inception. it started in 2001. Wow. And I've been to all of them. That's yeah. amazing. So yeah. you've seen a lot of evolution. I've of, seen it change. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, and I, I just love the community. And like, okay. I, I for me, it was like, I... Uh, uh, it was exciting because we, we kind of like really got our wings spread when we went to the room parties. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Like, I got, right. I have like a bag full of rum, like a backpack or whatever. And I'm just like, hey, do you want to, wait, never mind. Wait, what's going on here? It's right, like, right. like squirrel. You're like, right, whoa, right, right. this guy's playing a ukulele over there. This right, girl's right, dancing. Right, right. And I'm just like, well, uh, you want to drink? Yeah, sure. Okay. And then like, you're just like mind blown. And you're like, that just happened. Like, all this cool, like, there's so many different personalities just kind of came together doesn't matter where you are, who you are, what you are. And I love that. I think it was great. I, I was super fortunate enough to bring my girlfriend this year. And she, she's a... She Has she not been before? First time. 
I thought I'd seen her there before. No, yeah. Or maybe yeah. I just saw her somewhere else. Probably before. on my Instagram, yeah. Okay. And um, I actually... Uh, She's in one of my videos. Is she? Nice. Yeah, did you see the video that I did? I did a video. I, it's just my Tiki Oasis overview. Oh, nice. Of just me. Like, oh, I think we were at uh, Don Papa's sweet party, right? Yeah, you guys were dancing. Y yeah, and, that's awesome. And she like saw my camera and she just started like working for the camera that's awesome yeah, yeah totally yeah. her yeah. personality yeah. yeah of course and yeah, she's, uh, she's enough she's a fun gal thank you yeah um her name's Anais. Anais, yeah, yeah. what's yeah. up Anais? yeah hey, hey, cheers. hey cheers thanks for accepting my friend request because she has a private oh yeah she's Instagram. really cool yeah yeah, yeah, I yeah think, so yeah, yeah. like i thought well She's I'm going to cool. do a friend request because we're friends now. Yeah, so. of course. Mikasa Sukasa. <laughs> right. We're all friends. Yeah. Um, but uh, she uh, makes dresses too, which is really cool. And so she had this amazing flower dress. looks super sexy. And then I'm like, you have to wear that. Yeah, yeah. And then I got this vintage Hawaiian shirt. And we call it Aloha shirt. Is the correct? Sure. Yeah. And uh, the sleeves were like Tony Soprano, like down to here. And, oh, uh, yeah. So like a three-quarter sleeve. Yeah. And it was just massive. Yeah. I'm like, this isn't the vibe. Like, you can see this is just, like, a, a cotton shirt, whatever. Yeah. But, like, the sleeves are, like, right here. And she is, like, very good at tailoring stuff. And she's like, let me make this really... It was a really nice black floral pattern. And it looked great. And I have a picture of it on my Instagram. I think it's my last post. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it was just great. Like, I don't know what my point of the story was. But amazing girl. You know, just, like, super artistic and, like... I think she even, like, not being in the tiki world, like, you know, not knowing, like, wow, this is a whole community. It's a of, whole community. Of people. And just, like, being invigorated with that, which made me, like, you know, talk about, like, you know, just having a great rum, which is also kind of correlates yeah. with this community, which is yeah. great. Yeah. And it's a win-win for everybody. And yeah. it's just super fun. It's just, like, uh, the, the sweet parties are always the best. But the education piece, too, and actually learning, like, I've watched videos of you, like, when you went to, like, um... What's his name's grave? Excuse me. I apologize. The Tiki T. The Tiki T. I've been to Ray who's who is the founder. I watched that video. I've been to Trader Vicks. Yep. And I've been to Don the Beachcomber. And I watched the video and I was like, wow, this is an amazing history of Tiki T. Yeah. And I've been there many times too. And not as much as you. You already have bar mats here. But, you know, like Quentin Tarantino's on Jimmy Kimmel wearing a Tiki T jacket and doing all this stuff. Yeah. I was like, wow, I love the history that yeah. you pull up. You should come meet me there sometime. Absolutely. So the thing about the Tiki Tee is it's the only place in the world that has a direct lineage through the family to Don the Beachcomber. Yeah, which is unbelievable. The only place in the world. So like Mike Jr., who's still mixing drinks there, is the grandson of Ray Buen. And Ray Buen was one of Don the Beachcomber's original bartenders. There's no wonder, no other. So you're bar. a junior, your son? No, Mike Junior, who lives. Oh, who, Mike Junior. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. I misheard it. Yeah, he yeah. he um he bartends there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, he yeah, no, was, I, I know, I know his son. And then there's Mike Senior, right? Mike Senior. So yeah, like, very nice guy. So like the lineage goes from Don the Beachcomber. Mm -hmm. Ray Buen was one of his original bartenders. Ray Buen eventually opened the Tiki Tea after he worked at like. The it was seven, a flower shop before. It was a violin shop. Really? It was a stringed instruments shop. Before. Okay. Yeah. And he um, he opened the Tiki Tea there. His father-in-law owned that violin shop. And when he opened the Tiki Tea, like, uh, that was after he had spent three decades working at the Seven Seas, the China Trader, the Luau, like all the best Tiki bars in L.A. And he was one of Don the Beachcomber's original bartenders. Yeah. And then his son, Mike Sr., sure. 
took the reins on after he passed away. Yep. And then now Mike Sr. and Mike Jr. run that bar. So it's the only bar in the world that has a direct lineage. I gave to, them a bottle of Hocalay just to play oh, with. Yeah. I don't know if they drank it all, but Mike Sr. was handing out shots at well, the bar. We, you know what? The thing is, Mike Sr. is like that. So like he'll get a new no, yeah, I think he'll get a new more. spirit and he'll be like, but hey, this just came in. Do you want to try it? And yeah. he'll start handing it out to people. With all due respect, I know you're tight with those guys, but it is tough to sell a new rum to them. It is because yeah. the, th the problem with those guys is that they're really set in their ways. They are. So they got their rum. They know what they want. They know the price. They're like, dude, I'm not yeah, gonna like, try it's, to create it's, carrot it's and you tough. Raise yeah. mistakes always gonna be on the menu. You know what I mean? Right, right. The chi cheese always it, gonna be on the tough, menu. It's tough, like yeah. getting them to like try something new. Yeah. But you know, like it just takes showing up, and then once they know who you are, they're more open to. Bringing your stuff they would definitely there. recognize me. I've been there a handful yeah. of times, you know, just kind of. Well, like, you should meet me there sometime. Absolutely. So I, I have the distinct honor of ringing the bell for the toast to Ray when every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. we ring this bell to honor the founder who was one of Don Beachcomber's original bartenders. That's amazing. And I have the distinct honor of ringing that bell, which is like a huge deal. Like I was hospitalized earlier this summer for like five days. Oh no. Yeah, I you okay? A, yeah, yeah, I'm okay now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm on meds and stuff. Like, cause aren't I, we all? So I'm feeling the yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, yeah, yeah, no, it's so like I had a I'm pulmonary. feeling it. I'm not even right, on right, meds. There you go. Yeah. And, and <laughs> anyway, like I was hospitalized for five days, and when the when I was in the ER, and the the nurse told me, "Okay, we're gonna check you in. You're gonna be hospitalized for the, this whole week." Oof. And I thought, "Oh shit!" I picked up my phone and I texted the guys at the TKT. Yeah. And I said, "Hey." I'm going to be hospitalized for the next five weeks. Can you put the bell with Esteban? Yeah. And they replied like, dude, you're going to be hospitalized. Like, why do you care who's going to ring the bell? And I said, they're like, don't worry about the ringing the bell. And I said, no, you don't understand. That's your kuleana, dude. That's yeah. Your, that's your privilege. In well, it's my privilege. But yeah. I said, you don't understand. If yeah. I don't assign that to somebody. Yeah. People start getting, they, people fight over who gets to ring the bell. And you don't want that. I don't want that. So yeah. like someone will say like, oh, so-and-so got to ring the bell. How come I didn't get to ring the bell? Or how come so-and-so, you know, like, and that happens with everyone, right? Yeah. So I said, if I sign it to Esteban who works there, they can't get mad at him because he works there. Sure. So I said, can you please assign it to him? And they're like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, whatever, if that's what you want, yeah. you know. You're so, like, dude, I'm like, getting in the hospital sick. Like, yeah, any yeah. of this, like, they have yeah. this tradition there. So, like, it's a huge deal. And, yeah. like, you know, um, if you're ever able to, you should come meet me there. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. I'm happy to do it. Yeah. Well, I know, like, this Wednesday is probably doable. But you I should go this Wednesday. So, this Wednesday is the last Wednesday. Well, they're closing for Thanksgiving. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So, Everybody like, be out of town. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So, this Wednesday is a good Wednesday to go. So, if you go... Um, We'll do the toast with Koliana. Bring some. Hell Koliana. yeah. Yeah. For sure. I always bring some. I always yeah, have yeah. some in the bag. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. And what, a, what I, I love that you call it like, you know, your, your special like privilege and it kind of like hones into it. It is a privilege. And it, it's your Koliana. It, does that make sense? 100%. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Like it yeah. totally, like it just kind of yeah. hones into what we're doing now and talking about rum and just have them here. So I'm privileged to be here when you ask me to come do you your podcast. totally do it. So, like, um, I felt like an honor to be on here. So, thank you so well, much. Well, yeah. So, so the honor is all mine. So thank the, you. The truth is Appreciate that. Appreciate you, dude. I really do. The truth is Mahal. that, like, you know, like, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of 
this brand. Of course. I'm a fan of you. Thank you. I'm a fan of you as I'm well. I'm a fan of you. So you little know, circle so, jerk we got here. So it's I, awesome. Yeah. Just so the honor really is all mine because yeah. you know the the truth is that. Um, you know, like I'm honored to know the people that I know, sure. right? I mean, there's so many people in the tiki community and there's so many people in, in this cocktail community, which is really like a separate community, right? Definitely. There's a little bit of crossover. Sure. But, you know, I have friends in all the USBGs. Like That's I attend awesome. the OC USBGs and the Long Beach USBGs mm -hmm. and I have a lot of bartender friends. Yeah. And the truth is that like, you know, I'm just a guy on this side of the bar. Sure. You know, so like, I think well, you're much more than that. Well, that's very nice of you to yeah, say. Yeah, I think you're much but more I'm, than I'm just a guy some on guy this side of the bar. bar. So when then I have a friend yeah. like you, yeah. who says, "Hey, you know what? Yeah, I'd love to come over. I'll bring some kuleana. We yeah. talk about the kuleana. You make me cocktails. Yep. You, you serve me Panama kuleana. Fifteen single barrel. Right. Clang clang. Cheers. 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 <laughs> like. Mm. That's just a cool room. That's just a nice room. How many, how many people get this honor? Honestly, do this. 214 bottles, no one. No, <laughs> yeah, right. So, like, and that's the thing is I recognize that. Yeah. I recognize the um, the gesture and the effort and all that stuff, right? So, like, so thank you. Thank so, you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't take it for granted. I know you I don't, don't. I don't, I don't, like, expect I love you, that. you know. So, like, the fact that, like, you, you like bring me like full circle, like with a whole like reason of living, you know, like it's like, oh, a, like life. Dude. Yeah, like that's deep, <laughs> that's right? Huge. Yeah, that's deep. Right? But like, you know, you shouldn't take things for granted. Even if it's like, hey, no. you're like, hey, somebody's DMing you on a podcast for Monday. You're like, you know what, dude, Mondays are slow in the industry. I like Adrian with Polynesian Pop. Dude. Let me just like come out here and like do what I can. I, I'll throw this out there. Like, yeah. Like how many of you guys have sent an email to somebody or a text to somebody who didn't respond? Plenty of times. Right? Yeah. So, like, you just want a response. Yep. Right? Not only did I get a response, but you're fucking here. You brought five bottles of rum. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, I don't I don't take that for granted. I of don't, course. like, I don't just, like, there's no entitlement. You know what I mean? It's just like, should I texted you this morning, like, hey, like, are we still on? Because yeah, of course. I don't want to just think, like, yeah, chat's coming over today. I put that shit in my calendar. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like I, I don't take that for granted, and so you're gonna you're gonna take the time to come out here. Sure, let's talk about your rum, dude. And let's he, tell everybody take notes, about everybody. Your rum. If you want to be on Adrian's podcast or you know his videos, just be a man of your word. And I think that's what made that's me it. successful. And like saying, hey, you know what, Adrian? Yes, I will gladly accept yeah. your, your. I'll be honored to be a part of your video, dude. I love it. And, and like, I love it. I think that's what made me successful in my industry is just being a man of my word. Like, dude, hey, you coming at five? Yeah, I'm here. You being know, a professional. That's all it is. That's all it takes. Just being be, a professional. Be a man of the word. You know, just yeah, like that's it. That's, that's it. all it takes. I love it. Well, yeah. thanks so much for having me, man. It's my honor that you're here. Yeah. And thank you. And like I said, I'm embarrassed that I haven't had Kuliana in this bar before. Well, you do now. So I appreciate that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So for all of our listeners that are out there, yeah, that would like to check out Kuliana on the web. Mm-hmm. Social media and all that. Let's throw that out there. Yeah. So coolianarum.com um, is our website. So you can actually see that. And then at coolianarum on Instagram, which is a pretty popular social network. Coolianarum works on Facebook. We're on Twitter as well, which is now called X. I don't know. Like, I know. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. 
But um, if you need me too, at Chad Yoho is my Instagram. You and can... I love your name, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's like, are you Asian? And I'm like, you know, sadly I'm not because I love the Asian culture. That's very nice of you to yeah. say. Um, but I am. Uh, so the name kind of originates from like our immigrants came over my dad's side and my mom's side. So my mom's side is Serbian and Greek. And my dad's side is like a big mutt of white, if that yeah. makes any sense. Like. You got all these different creeds and races all blended together, and then here comes this face. And, uh, but um, so when they came to like the mainland, it's gorgeous, though. Thank you. It's sir, gorgeous, for, even with the stash, you know. Um, but um, they uh, they came over, and a lot of people. Were, it was pronounced. It was spelled J O H O with an accent over the oh, J. Oh, really? And then they Americanized it because they couldn't pronounce it with a Y. Oh. And everyone was like, "Are you Asian?" And I'm like. I'm not. I'm sorry, but I'm a big fan. Love y'all. I love your food. Love your it's okay. culture and That's everything. That's a respectful way to say that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But uh, it's a cool name because it's like uh, it, it's really coincidental that I sell rum, the Yoho Ho. Pirates yeah, Yoho Yo, yeah, yeah, Yoho yeah, yeah, yeah. and a bottle. You know, of rum. You, you've got a song. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like on the Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> like it, it's a weird name, but uh, it's cool. It's only four letters. It's easy to spell. It's easy to pronounce, and um, it's pretty fun. So I love it. Privilege to it. have that. You know? I love it. Yeah, definitely. Well, for our listeners out there, we're going to put all of Chad's links down below. His Instagram, his social medias, all of the Kuleana stuff as well. And the links to the videos that we made yep. for Kuleana with the cocktails. And if you guys uh, want more, check us out on Instagram at Polynesian Pop. We also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Polynesian Pop, where you can get exclusive content which uh, only goes to our subscribers. And you know what I'd love to do, Chad, if sure. we're able to do this? Absolutely. If we could do like a Patreon-only event? Oh, absolutely. Can I'm totally do down. And uh, we'll have Kuleana come down here inside the Desert Oasis room. Yes. Do some Kuleana cocktails just for our Patreon. We would love to do so that. So if you'd love to be part of that, I'd love to have you. Of course. And if you guys out there want to be part of that, check out our Patreon, patreon.com. And um, until then, I guess... We're going to wrap this one up. Cool. All Thank right. you, guys. Cheers, party people. Cheers. Thanks for joining us inside the Desert Oasis room. We'll see you on the next one. Yeah, thanks, AJ. Cheers. Cheers, and Cheers aloha. Right. I drink all my panel all right. 15. Let's go. Cheers and aloha. That was fun, man. Thanks so much. I love it. Yeah. You too. Thanks. Yeah, that was good. <laughs>